Hello and welcome back to Between the Shadows. This is Kara. This is Kristen. And we're back um, talking more Dark Shadows. Yes. And finally, we are out of 1795. Yes, ma'am. And back in the present day. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. It was a long, drawn-out saga, 1795, and ended on a a sort of a cliffhanger, but sort of on on a very intense note. Um, Victoria Winters is on the gallows and Phyllis Wick is sitting in her chair in 1968 and the the great clock at Collinwood starts ticking again in 1968 and as soon as Victoria drops on the on the on the rope on the on the noose they switch places again yeah. and Phyllis Wick screams and they look down and it's Vicky mm-hmm. <laughs> so and they're just they're stunned I mean and we have to remember we've gone through this entire 1795 but only a moment has gone by for those in 1968, while months have gone by for Victoria. Like, the the entire family is mystified by her when she returns in a Victorian dress and rope burns around her neck and a bullet wound in in her arm. And they go to help her, like, she's on the floor, because before that, you know, Phyllis Wick didn't even get a chance to say anything. Right. Except her name earlier to them. Yes, and I'm here for a nine-year-old girl named Sarah Collins, you know? And before she starts to scream and she just grabs her neck and falls to the floor unconscious, mm-hmm. they go to help her and they find Vicky on the floor in her place. Yes. And they get to, they get her to the couch and want to call a doctor immediately. Julia insists that she's okay. Yes. And this is the moment that Julia finally admits to the rest of the family who she really is. Yes. She, she reveals, she, she gives herself away, not entirely, not but, entirely, but, but she, she reveals that she is actually a doctor. Yeah. And of course... Liz and Roger are shocked, and mm-hmm. Julie admits that she knows she owes them a bit big explanation and that they will have it. Yes. But first, Vicky. Yes, first Vicky. Yes. She finally wakes up, and Barnabas is the first person she sees. Mm-hmm. She starts to um, see everyone one by one. She's looking around and realizes that she's back in her own time with the Collinses that she knows. Right. And that know her. Right. And Liz asks her where she's been and what she remembers. And the first thing Vicky says is Barnabas. Yes. And you can tell that he is just so scared and worried that in this moment that the truth about him is going to be blurted out. Right. Well, she even says, Millicent said you weren't dead. And he's just like, yeah, you know, looks around the room and yeah. And they start to take her, um, take her to her room Mm -hmm. when Carolyn shows back up with some smelling salts. Right. That they asked her to go get. And Vicky calls her by Millicent's name and everyone is confused. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and Barnabas, is, he denies knowing anything, even after, you know, Vicky said, Millicent said you weren't dead. But Julia, Julia can see right through him because Julia has spent a lot of time with Barnabas. She knows right. Barnabas. She was treating him for a while. And she, I think at this point, is still kind of in love with him. Yeah. So she, I think she's still going to protect him. But she knows, she can see through him that he, he knows and he's, he's he knows very concerned up. what, about yeah. what she's going to remember. Mm-hmm. So, and Elizabeth, after they clear Vicky out of the room, Elizabeth has a few quick words with Barnabas after everybody leaves. And she feels deep down that he knows exactly what happened here. Mm -hmm. And um, he, of course, claims he doesn't. Right. So they leave it at that. And Julia comes in and tells Liz that Vicky is asking for her upstairs. Right. And uh, Julia takes this opportunity to tell Liz the truth about why she's there and her true background. Like what she's really doing there. And... Vicky wakes up and is complaining about the pain in her neck and arm mm-hmm. and is calling for Peter. Mm-hmm. And um, she tells them that um, she was at the gallows and the last words she heard the executioner say 
And then she remembers dropping and then waking up back in Collinwood. Yeah, yeah. And they leave her to rest after that. And Barnabas comes into her room through the window. Mm -hmm. Um, He calls out her name to wake her up. And he's basically just trying to get her to talk to see how much she actually knows about him and everything else that went on way back then, you know. Right. There was a moment. There was a moment right before uh, Julia and Elizabeth left the room when I don't know if this was on purpose, but Julia's sitting in the in the chair in Victoria's room while Liz is talking to her. And in the very dark shadows behind her, dark shadows, y'all, <laughs> but in the very dark shadow behind her, there's Barnabas. You can see his silhouette yeah. and just a little bit of the white from his face. I don't know if that was on purpose, but I'll tell you, it was a hell of an effect. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I remember that. Because he's like, I remember rewinding it and I grabbed Barry and I was like, that's Barnabas in the back. Look at that. Yeah. I was like, whether it's on purpose or not, it, like you said, it's a great effect. Yes. Yes. And yeah, it was, it was incredible. And I kind of liked the explanation that Julia gave to Elizabeth as to why she didn't reveal who she was. Right. And she tells Elizabeth that she, she is writing a book. She is. And the, she's writing a book on the family and she just, she needed a break from her hospital. She needed a break from her practices. And she feels like she came very near to having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And and Liz buys it, you know, because anytime Julia says anything and she says this to Liz too, anytime Julia says anything, you can take it for fact the way that she says it. Right. And Julia was like, that's kind of the burden of being a doctor. Everything I sound, everything I say sounds so certain, you know? Yeah. And so I just, I kind of wanted to point that out, but Mm -hmm. you know, Vicky's Vicky is remembering pieces and, 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 you know, just, um, excerpts from the past and she she's she's recollecting you know small memories one by one and and she can remember leaving peter there in the moments of the colin and and moments of the collins family and Mm -hmm. barnabas of course he wants to know if she talks about the curse right you know and she also in those little snippets she also tells barnabas that josette came to visit her in the jail and said that he was dead right and that Vicky had put a curse on him, and it was her fault he died. Right. Like, that was one thing she could remember, like, right. in that moment. And and I, I think that Barnabas, I think he's acting like any one of us would act in this situation, I think. Like, we have an enormous secret to hide, a secret that would literally destroy us if anyone found out. He doesn't know if Vicky has figured it out, but he's scared to death that right. she has. Well, and then Vicky goes on to tell him... Um, that she was blamed for putting the curse on him mm-hmm. and um, tells him that she tried to save Josette. Yeah, it's like, you, you never thought I put a curse on you. And after she said that, I'm not sure if Barnabas heard anything else she said. Right. Because she was like, you never thought I put a curse on you, did you? And he was just like, what? Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, anything else that Vicky said after that moment, I don't think Barnabas yeah, heard. Yeah, it was just want want. Yeah. And, and, you know, Julia ends up interrupting them, you know, yeah. get out Barnabas. <laughs> right, right. And she, and Vicky had just mentioned right before she walks in, of course, that she remembers the ring, the onyx ring. Yeah. That the countess had said that um, Josette lost. And yeah. it was, and she's like, just like yours. Yeah, it was just like yours. Just like yours. And just watching his face as she was telling him all this. Yes. Like, you can just imagine. Yeah. Like you said, like he didn't hear anything. Didn't after. hear anything else. And but. like you said, Julia comes in, get out <laughs> very mm-hmm. sternly get out and she threatens to get Liz and Roger involved if he didn't leave and right. he does yeah and Carolyn meets him down in the drawing room when he leaves mm-hmm. and tells her that he needs to be alone with Vicky and needs her to make it happen for him right and we have to remember that Carolyn only a moment has gone by Carolyn is still under Barnabas's power every time I watch it I will say every time I watch it when we get back to the present 
it, I always have to snap back. Oh yeah, Carolyn's oh, right. under that happens. Yeah, I forgot. They're they're fighting right now. Yeah. Barnabas and Julia and Carolyn are all in this yeah. battle but right you're now. But just brought back to everything that was happening. And it literally it was, like, was like not a moment had gone by. No, no. But we have to remember that's how it was. You know, even though we've been on this huge adventure in 1795, we pick up literally where we left off in 1968. Right. That happens towards like the end of an episode. Right. So we go into the next one, and they open up with. Julia working on Vicky hypnotizing her yeah, yeah hypnosis yep. technique and she gets under she gets Vicky under a trance and Vicky starts talking to Julia like she's the countess mm-hmm. and she's like you think I'm a witch countess you think I'm the witch mm-hmm. countess and she tells her that she and Abigail Collins went through her things and took the book she had mm. that Peter said they should use it in the trial to prove to the judges that she did come from another time right and she starts to beg that Julia slash the countess to help Peter or he's going to die. Right. Like she's she, still there mentally. Like, right. It's, it's like, it's very, it's very disjointed and, and jumbled, but, yeah. and she remembers only flashes of the past, but she can remember yeah. that she loves Peter Bradford. Yeah. And, and she wants, she wants to find a way to prove to herself that her experience wasn't a dream. Right. But Julia says it wasn't a dream. It wasn't. Right. And gives her a sedative and wants her not to talk to Barnabas or Carolyn, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, and Vicky admits that she is afraid to go to sleep in fear that she'll wake up and end back up in the past where right. she was. Right. And um, Julia like, is says, "Is this the dream, or is that the dream?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Julia, just to give her peace of mind, sends Liz up to her room while she rests right. until she falls asleep. So she finally does drift back off to sleep, and she dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's Jeremiah's voice, and he comes out of his grave to tell her that Barnabas is still dangerous and she needs to be careful or she'll end up just like him. Right. And you know, he, he was like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the only one who can, you know? And at that point, Barnabas is out on the terrace at Collinwood and Julia comes through with her fresh new haircut. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her little spunky haircut. I love the it new so much. Jewels. <laughs> He's being nice and complimenting her on her new look. Yes. Just trying to, Get her to tell him what Vicky knows because he knows they had a yes, session. Yes, but Barnabas has been or Julia has been through this song and dance with Barnabas before, totally. and straight up asks him, "What do you want?" Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> I love it. I love this about Julia. She sees straight through Barnabas and knows that he wants something, mm-hmm. and she also knows that when Barnabas says that Vicky will be in danger if she doesn't tell what she knows, right? Julia knows that he means to bite her, right? And just Julia still doesn't trust Barnabas, and I think she's right in doing so, at least at this point, because Barnabas is panicked. Yeah. Like, Barnabas is not thinking rationally, or as rationally as a vampire can think. Yeah. But I, I just, I loved this part about Julia. It's like, yeah, that, that's the Julia we know and love. <laughs> and once Barnabas notices, you know, that she's standing her ground and she doesn't fall for his tricks anymore, you know, he admits to Julia that he knew Phyllis Wick. Yes. And she knew that um, he was a vampire. Phyllis knew that Barnabas yeah. was a vampire. And and she, you know, he he tells Julia about the fear that he felt when he saw Phyllis Wick sitting in Vicky's chair. Right. And he was she was supposed to hang on the day that his coffin was carried to the mausoleum, right. and then realizes that if Phyllis Wick knew his secret, then so does Vicky. So does Vicky. Yes. So, so yeah, he tells her about you know Phyllis tried and hanged for witchcraft, mm-hmm. and the night his coffin was carried, and um. But I don't know. Here, here's here's my thought on this. I don't know that Vicky ever found out his secret. 
I believe that if she did, we would have heard about it, even in the past, but we never did. Yeah. I Vicky can remember that Barnabas was dead, and then Millicent told her that he wasn't dead, and that right. that was a secret, but Millicent didn't tell her that Barnabas was a vampire, and that was his curse. Yeah. I, I believe that Barnabas didn't even know for sure that Phyllis Wick knew his secret. I think he was just assuming. Yeah. I, I don't even think, I don't think Barnabas knew that for sure. I think that he only assumed, as he's doing right now, Vicky. And, you know, Vig, you know, he, he figures he can't trust Julia. Yeah. And um, I think after this, Julia goes up to see how Vicky's doing and offers her a stronger sedative. And Well, and even before that, right before they left the courtyard there, um, the terrace, if I remember correctly, Barnabas get, actually gets down on his knee and asks Julia if they can just erase what has happened between them and go back to being friends and working together. And he's like, if you won't let me find out for myself, then you must do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Julia doesn't completely agree, like you said, uh, like to help him, but doesn't refuse either. So, mm-hmm. you know, she goes back up to Vicky, like you said, and it's still not really that good enough for Barnabas. And he decides he'll do whatever he has to do. Right. Um, Vicky tells Julia about her dreams and about the one with Jeremiah's ghost coming to her. And Julia asks if Peter was in her dream. Mm-hmm. And she admits to Vicky that she went into town to look up records to see if there really was a Peter Bradford in 1795. Mm-hmm. And there was, and he was a jailer. Yeah. And he was tried for the murder of Noah Gifford, and he was hanged. He was hanged for it, yeah. So it, re- it did happen. Yeah. And, of course, Vicky is beside herself hearing this news, yeah. and Julia tries to give her a sedative. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... So Julia does like she. I, I love Peter. Well, Julia did end up relaying that information to Barnabas, like that she loved Peter. Yeah. And Barnabas, of course, is stunned and I think a little heartbroken over it. And he says, "Well, she'll forget about him in time, but can't help but feel that she will eventually remember why he is the way that he is too." Yeah. And so he goes up to visit her room again. And she tells him about the dream she had about Jeremiah coming to her and warning her about Barnabas. And this is when Barnabas chooses to make his move. Yeah. He, um, he tells Vicky that he can help her and give her peace and help her forget all about what's happened to her in the past. And Vicky is all too grateful. She jumps on the chance for the opportunity just to forget about what happened to her. And Barnabas bites her. Yeah. So. And like, the part like Bar- Barnabas, he's not thrilled when he hears that. He's not thrilled that Vicky is in love with a dead man from the past. Mm-hmm. But him of all people should understand that death cannot stop love. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's kind of a it's kind of being hypocritical in this moment because yeah. up until now Barnabas has been trying to get Josette back. Has been you know tried to use Maggie Evans to yeah. get Josette back, and yeah. then tried to do it with Vicky, but then ended up falling in love with Vicky. And he even tried to do it with actually Josette. Right, exactly. Before we came back from the past. Yeah. And so a little hypocritical on your part there, Barnabas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and Julia comes to Barnabas again after, you know, she's talked to Vicky again, you know, just giving him an update to try to satisfy him, you know. And mm. she promises Barnabas that she can handle Vicky. Yeah. Anything she remembers, she can make her not remember. Well, and I think Julia has proven that with, with Maggie. I mean, right. Maggie went through something way, like, exactly. I, I think as traumatic as Vicky went through. I mean, Vicky literally went to the past, like a completely impossible thing. Yeah. But and Maggie went through the whole kidnapping yeah. and almost died and lost yeah. her mind. And, and, Vic, and Julia fixed that. Yeah. So I feel like she has more than proved that. 
at least with, you know, what she did with Maggie. So, I mean, But I, I can understand Barnabas's hastiness because, I mean, this, the, the secret can't come out. Right. I mean, it, it just it can't there's, get out, especially in this, in any day and age, really, because yeah. nobody would believe you if it was 1700s or the 2010. Exactly. You know, like, exactly. In 2022, if somebody know? came up to me and be like, yeah, that guy, he's a vampire. I'm like, you're full of crap, too. Oh, really? It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. Everybody, everybody in the world of Dark Shadows is eager to believe, oh, there's a ghost. Oh, there's a spirit. There's a vampire. There's this, you know. Yeah. So it just, yeah. But Julia, again, like she, she was like, I can make her not remember. Yeah. And her word, she was like, I will do this for you, Barnabas. Yes. I will do this for you. Which I think proved her loyalty to Barnabas. Yeah. I mean, she didn't trust him, and that's fair. That's fair. Completely fair. But you she, can't trust him. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't. And but she still proved her loyalty. I will still help you. I'm I'm taking care of this. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is trust me. Just the trust problem me. is, is Barnabas didn't trust her either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And he still ends up in Vicky's room after that update yeah. from her and trying to take care of things himself. And Vicky wakes up mm-hmm. and they begin to talk. And she's still so vague with her words that he still can't really pin for sure if she knows about him or not. Right, right. And he steps back and asks her to get up out of her bed. Yeah, th- this is yeah, this is when he, he offered, him. offers to take it all away for her. And you know? he's prepared with, his fang, with fangs out. Mm-hmm. At this moment, to do what he feels he must do to protect himself. Yeah. And, of course, that's the end of the episode. They leave yes. you on a cliffhanger. Yes. I can't imagine watching it live. I'd be so no, pissed. No, I'd be, I'd be pissed, too. <laughs> but that was the end of that episode. But, so we flash back to the next one. Vicky and Elizabeth are in the cemetery. Trying to find Peter. Yes. Yeah. Vicky's looking for Peter's grave. And she's kind of distraught not having found it yet because they've mm-hmm. been searching for a while. Yeah. And Liz tries to keep her calm and level-headed and just, you know, talk to her calmly, well, send some sense into her. And, and, and even tries to encourage her just to forget about it. And, yeah. and, and how is this going to help you? I think it's yeah. going to do more damage if you don't just let it go. But yeah. Vicky's not. She's not letting it go because the one thing she remembers about 1795 is yeah. Peter. She yeah. loved Peter. And, of course, right as they probably decide to almost go home, she probably almost, she gets Vicky to go home almost, right. like, convince her to go home. But, of course, they find his grave, finally, yeah. and she notices the death date on the grave is April 3rd, 1795, and she's just like, that's today. That's today. That's it's today. currently April 3rd. So she believes that at that moment, Peter is headed to the gallows. Yeah. Like, at this moment, what is like probably two in the afternoon? Right. Well, well, I guess in this moment it's almost dusk. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so Vicky yeah. believes that he's being hanged at this very moment, like he's she on was the gallows. At dusk. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So, um, so she tells Liz that she's the one who killed Noah, not him. Mm-hmm. And Liz again tries to reason with her and tries to get her to come back home mm-hmm. and back down to reality. Yeah. But there's one more thing that Vicky says she needs to do in the village, and it'll be too late by tomorrow. Yeah, we don't know what that is just yet, but we find out pretty quick style. Oh, yeah. And th- this moment, too, she wonders, what we said in our last episode, that she wonders if Peter loved Phyllis Wick before Vicky took her place. Right. So, I mean, I mean Vicky, that's a big one. That, that was where they kind of skimmed over it. But but yeah. I seriously, I do wonder, you or, know. It, or was that the one change in the past? Right. And I wonder why, if that's why the connection is so strong in her, with Peter with her. like Right. Because I wonder if that was the one change in history. Because Peter came looking for her in the present. Like, 
I'll come find you. I'll come find you. you know? Did he say that to Phyllis? I'll find you in death because they were both from the same time. It just, it just, I don't know. And it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things I love to to think about and embellish on. And but it would, <laughs> it wouldn't have made sense. The actual words he said to Vicky, like, I will go through time and I will find you. Yeah. Like, with Phyllis Wick, that wouldn't have been necessary. No. She was actually there. Right. And, and, and Vicky did not make it a secret with Peter that she came from a different time. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that part at least was changed. So I... I, I think, I kind of think so, too. I mean, it would be, you would think that, of course, he was in love with Phyllis. She's just taken her place. hmm But again, I think... I don't think that... I, I personally like to think that he didn't love Phyllis the way that he did Vicky. Yes. That's what I... Put. I think that that was the one change I am a romantic. I, I'm a romantic, and that's what I choose to believe. I don't believe yeah. that Peter loved... Phyllis Wick the way that he loved Vicky. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he spanned all space and time to find her. Great. So. so at this point, jumping ahead just a little, Tony Peterson arrives at college. Tony Peterson, <laughs> yes. Carolyn's there to um, greet him, and they get on the subject of Julia's diary again, of course, because yes. that's Carolyn's main motive yes. from Barnabas to get to it. And he tells her it is no longer in his care. Yeah. That she it? tells Tony... That despite the diary, she likes being with him and basically tells him he's taking her to dinner. Yeah. And that he can pick her up at eight. Yes. Yeah. It's all kind of in passing until Vicky and Elizabeth return home from the village. Right. There was that one thing that Vicky had to do in the village. This is where we find out what she did. Yeah. And they have returned home and Vicky has brought a painting home that she just had to buy on impulse. Yeah. Like she was like, I don't know. I saw it and I had to have it. Mm-hmm. And she uncovered Barnabas is there also. Yeah. And uh, she uncovers it and reveals the portrait of Angelique. While Barnabas pours Liz a drink. Yeah. <laughs> and and he looks at the portrait and very softly, Angelique. Mm-hmm. And and Liz says this and she's like, she is very angelic, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Liz, if you only knew. If you only knew. Well, and even Vicky was like, Barnabas inquires about the picture. I get, but... It's like, why did you buy that? Yeah, and... <laughs> Vicky said it's just of a woman, someone she feels like she has known but couldn't possibly know from where. Right. She, she's like, she just knew. I, I just, I had to buy it. I had to. And that's when Barnabas turns around after pouring the drink. He turns around. <laughs> yes. And and Barnabas, he just runs out of the house. He leaves very He was like, Vicky, I don't think the painting is worth anything. Out. The girls are just puzzled. They're like, like what? Yay. All right. <laughs> so Tony does end up showing up at Collinwood for Carolyn later mm-hmm. that night. Going over possibilities for the night, Carolyn feels Barnabas beckoning for her. Yes, yes. And she immediately leaves the room and heads out the front door telling Tony that there's something she must tend to before they go. Yeah, it's like, I'll meet you anywhere you like. I just, yeah. I have to do this. Yeah. So she leaves and he ends up following her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People got to mind their own beeswax, seriously. <laughs> his, his jump to conclusion petty reaction yes. to seeing them together was, it made me laugh just because. Well, he sees Barnabas bite her through the old house window and he mistakes it for a kiss. <laughs> it's like that that old man, right. you were kissing that old man. And he was like, he's my cousin. He's like, not right. the way you were kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he storms off, calls off their date and says how disgusted he is, you know. <laughs> And he saw him lean in for a taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So after Tony sees that, though, outside looking through, he ends up back at the big house waiting for Carolyn to return. And he admits that he followed her and saw them canoodling. Canoodling, yeah. <laughs> she tries to explain, but of course he's done. He's like, 
screw this, I'm out. Yeah, this is disgusting. <laughs> it was like, I love Tony. Like, he wasn't intimidated or phased by words, status, or pretty faces. Yeah. And always said exactly how he felt. Mm-hmm. And Barnabas sneaks into the drawing room of Collinwood mm-hmm. after that. And he stops to examine the portrait, and Carolyn is there waiting for him. Yeah, she sat up all night waiting on him because mm-hmm. she knew he was going to mm-hmm. be back. She tells him she no longer wants to him to call for her anymore. Yeah. She, she's done. She wants she like, wants I, to be with Tony. She likes him. And I, I'm young, and I want to have a good time. I deserve to be young and have a good time. Yep. Yeah. But Barnabas, I'm not sure he hears her because he's so focused on this painting. Right. And he, he rips it off the easel, throws it into the fire, and, and oh when, when will this curse end? Yeah. Have you not tortured me enough? And throws that thing into the fire and just burn. And mm-hmm. you can hear Angelique's yep. petty little that laughter. witch cackle. <laughs> and it's, so, I mean, we can, we can kind of guess that Angelique has followed Victoria from the past to get Barnabas again. Yeah. It it, it kind of solidifies it. You know, he throws it into the fire. You hear the witch cackle. And he looks back on the easel and there it sits. Like it never happened. Like it never friggin' happened. End of episode. No, just, yes. well, <laughs> I, just about, yeah. I mean, and so in this, in this next scene, we see Roger. We haven't seen Roger for a while. Yeah. We haven't seen him since the seance. Mm-hmm. And Roger is just enthralled with this painting. He's enthralled with it. And he quotes this poem from Dover Beach by by Matthew Arnold. And I, I had to I had to do some research because I, I liked the poem, but I had never heard it before, mm-hmm. before watching Dark Shadows, of course. So I had to look it up and I and I found out where it was from. It's a beautiful poem. Yeah. I, I love the words in it and I love um very um, eloquent. Very eloquently eloquent. written. <laughs> right, right. So, so Vicky walks in on him and calls to him, but he doesn't seem to be able to hear her, you know, and he goes on and about how great a purchase this was. And he seems to just be mesmerized by the woman's face. He even uses the word spellbinding. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and he, you know, Roger is always the skeptical one. He remains skeptical that Vicky ever went to the past and Mm -hmm. simply says that she's suffering effects from the seance. Now, this is not the first seance they've had at Collinwood. Right. It's not the first one. And nobody ever claimed to have gone to the past or anything like that after Mm -hmm. one of their many seances and it's like what roger doesn't notice is what he's going through right now because it's just a blackout for him this is classic roger he he, he's blaming it all on mass hallucinations yes Yes. because vicky was like well what about the girl everybody else saw the girl how do you explain that it's mass hallucination oh okay okay roger okay (laughs) and julia comes in the room after that and the first thing roger has to do is show her the portrait yes while discussing the painting, he refers to Julia as the Countess Dupre. Yes, yes. And she, Julia is, like, so puzzled. And Vicky, from behind them, shoots up from her seat. Yes. But Roger is not phased and just calls the slip-up curious. Yeah. Like, the first time I ever saw this, of course, you know, I wasn't sure what was happening the very first time. But knowing that this is Angelique's portrait and Roger calling Julia the Countess? Yeah. I could I could only assume that this was going to be very bad news and very soon. Yeah. So. But this is one of my favorite parts. Yes, 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 yes. Me too. A man arrives at Collinwood. Yes. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Elliot Stokes. Yes, Elliot Stokes. <laughs> God, I love him. I love him. I love Elliot. <laughs> one of the best characters in yes. the show, dude. He, he is, I, I've said it before, he is one of my very, very favorite characters. Elliot Stokes is is the man. He is yeah. a genius. He, he is, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we find out that Elliot had gotten in touch with Vicky when he heard that the portrait from the antique shop had been sold. Yes. 
and Vicky invites him in and mentions that he looks like someone she used to know. Yes, and and so as the as the show progresses, um, we're we're calling him Elliot Stoch, which is ab- which is absolutely true. But when he shows up at Collinwood, he introdu- introduces himself as Timothy Stokes because he's Timothy Elliot Stokes. Yes, and so he you know he's the spitting image of Ben Stokes. You know he's he's Thayer David. He's he's Ben Stokes mm-hmm. reincarnate, mm-hmm. and we learn that he is the direct descendant of Ben Stokes, and. Vicky introduces Barnabas because he's standing there. Yes, this is Professor Timothy Stokes and Barnabas. He, you all, you can see the recognition in his face. Yeah, there, there, there is not much that 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 Barnabas get, gets taken aback by, but this was one of them because Ben was his very dear, very loyal friend, and yeah. here is this man who is identical to Ben Stokes. Yeah, and I, I, Professor Stokes is a bit more dapper, a little more. Um, reserved a little more quick than Ben, you know, because Professor Stokes is very well educated and very well versed, and and Ben didn't learn to read or write until Barnabas came along. And I like that because Ben kind of gave us a little history on, um, or excuse me, Elliot gave a little quick back history while he was talking to those mm-hmm. two about Ben. Like he started off, um, you know, with the portrait that he was disappointed to hear that it was sold. But mm-hmm. to be fair, he didn't make the move and said promise time with the seller. Right, right. So, of course. But he inquires about Vicky selling it to him, but she says no. Yeah. And asks why he wants it so bad. Yeah. And he tells her that he spent a lot of years studying his ancestors. Yes. And is trying to reconstruct the lives of certain ones by collecting old diaries, right. letters, articles of clothing, etc., and, and this kind of makes Barnabas perk up too, right. you know. And and I have because to wonder. He didn't know. Yeah, he had no idea. He didn't know about the the Collins family history. Just until, what his dad quickly told him before he chained him up or whatever it was. Right. Well, well, he said he would do his best. Right. To, he he asked, but he asked him, please give Ben his freedom, and that was it. He didn't know he what didn't came get, with yeah, that. He didn't know the result. And I have to wonder what did Barnabas feel at this moment? I mean, Professor Timothy Stokes. He's the spinning image of Ben Stokes, who Barnabas loved and respected, yeah. and Ben Stokes, who kept his secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who protected him and helped him helped him fight this curse, yeah. and who was always trying to do the right thing by Barnabas? I can I, I can't even imagine what kind of emotions Barnabas was feeling at this moment. Like even Julia, there was nobody more loyal to Barnabas than Ben. Yeah, I agree. And Julia's pretty freaking loyal. Yeah, Julia Julia had her slips up slip ups, but Ben never did. But she never betrayed Barnabas. No, she never, I mean not not in my opinion. She never betrayed Barnabas. No, but. Ben was the most loyal. Right. And, and he's and Ben wasn't we learned that Ben wasn't mentioned anywhere in the Collins family history. Right. But and and so they're like he was Barnabas, he was never mentioned. How do you know about him? And mm-hmm. that's when he goes into he tells him he finally mentions a family member working for them, Ben, of yes. course. And but Vicky, he says that and Vicky's the one who's like Ben Stokes. Yes. Yes. And He's like, you know about Ben Stokes? She says she knows about him from the Collins family history book. Oh, right, right. This is when Ben tell. This is when Ben, or I'm sorry, Professor Stokes says, really? Because I was under the impression he wasn't mentioned anywhere. Right. And Elliot, yeah, yeah. And um, Elliot says he has read the official Collins family history and doesn't recall mentioning Ben at all. Right. He does tell them that Ben wrote an unpublished book of memoirs. Yes, and Barnabas plays along and mentions that it was unusual for a servant in those days to read or write. Mm. And 
Elliot tells them that he was an illiterate until over the age of 40. Yeah. And that was around 1795. Yeah. Yeah. And tells them that he was to be their servant until the year 1805. 1805. He was supposed to work for the Collinses for 10 years to work off that prison sentence. But here, this is the part. And he's like, but suddenly in 1795, Joshua freed him. Yes. And seeing Barnabas hear that news, that's when he finally yes. got that confirmation. Yes. And hearing his father had kept his word to him. Right. And Barnabas asked if he knew why Joshua right. let him go. Right. And Elliot said that he probably had written in somewhere in the book, but that it had been caught in a fire. Yeah. And it was... The greater part of it was illegible. Right. Right. So Barnabas changes the focus back to the portrait mm-hmm. and Vicky still do- doesn't want to sell it. Roger comes in and hears that Stokes is offering um, $200 for it. Yes. And um, he turns around and offers her 500 mm-hmm. <laughs> Elliot tells Roger that he uh, wants it because he believes that the woman in the portrait is somehow related to Ben. Yes. Yes. And Vicky jumps in and disagrees about the relation. Yes. And she says that Ben Stokes hated this woman for what she did to him and what she was. And what she was trying to do. That's Angelique Collins. Yes. And Roger immediately claims that there was never an Angelique Collins. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, back, meanwhile in the back, Barnabas standing in the back is freaking out. He's ready to crap his pants. As he Vicky just... remembers more and more. <laughs> he, he, he is, she remembers that this woman was married to Barnabas and that she was practicing witchcraft yes, yes. and nearly succeeded in destroying the entire family. Those were her words, and yes. Barnabas is just standing back there literally ready to drop one in his pants. Like, like he was so terrified. If I so wasn't terrifying. dead already, I'd probably, I'd die. Yeah, right I'm now. about to, if my heart <laughs> was beating, I'd have an attack. God. And this scene coming up here next reminds me of why I love Professor Stokes yeah. so much. He, after they're already outside, you know, they've, they've said goodbye and, and Barnabas like, I'll walk you to the door, you know, and, and they, you know, they shut the front door behind him and Stokes asks Barnabas, how long has Vicky been at Collinwood? She's fascinating. Yeah. She's fascinating. Yeah. And Stokes says that it's like, she's almost, it's almost as if she's lived in 1795. And I think, I think Stokes already knew the answer, but wanted to see if someone else would say it. He already knew of Angelique's existence before he even came yeah, to Collinwood. Yeah, he was just playing along and yes getting info like he does like stokes should have been a shrink like he he was he was fantastic stokes didn't he knew of angelique's existence but he didn't know that she was a witch that's the part he didn't know and and he he thinks somehow she had something to do with it he knew her name didn't know anything about her but now he knows that he's she's a witch and he thinks this information will help him solve the mystery surrounding the murders in collinsport around 1795 right and he (laughs) even admits to barnabas on the porch there that there is an official family history and the true history that yes. has somehow not been recorded for the public. Yes. And that he knew of Angel, like you said, knew of Angelique before he arrived there, but he didn't know that she may have been a witch or not. And that information may just help him find answers he's been looking for. Yes. Like, absolutely. like you said, he knew of Angelique already. He just didn't know the, didn't know the, the whole of it. You the, know? And so, and yeah, you said for, for examples, the murders and the violence in the village, that would solve that as well. Right. And, and this is where we learned that professor. none of them were ever solved. No, none of them. They just, they chalked it up and let it go. And, um, this is the part that we learned that professor Stokes is a dedicated student of the occult. Yes. And he's very sensitive to certain people and things surrounding the occult. Yeah. And that was like his last admit, admit. Admittance. Admission. (laughs) That was his last uh, 
admission. statement to Barnabas yeah. Yeah. that um, he was very devoted in the occult yeah. and the studying of the occult and very pretty keen on feeling its presence. Yes. When he's in the presence of it. He, Definitely. He knows. So after all that, Vicky goes upstairs and goes to bed and Barnabas starts to beckon for her yeah. uh, by playing Josette's music box. Yes. And she ends up at the old house and Barnabas tells her that the next time he calls for her, she'll be ready to go away with him forever. forever. And he bites her again. Yes. Bites her. Yes. Period. That was the first time he bit her, I think? No, this was the second was time because he bit her once in her room, too. In the bedroom, that's right, yeah. yes. And um, I, I still say that Vicky didn't know. Vicky didn't know the magnitude of Angelique's curse. And the only reason she knows he's a vampire now is because he bit her. Yeah. And and she's under his power. And I think Barnabas is convinced that if Vicky stays the way that she is, eventually she's going to remember and give him up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I think that's what Barnabas is feeling at this and point. And honestly, probably purely on accident. And and I know? think when he tells her that the next time he calls to her, they're gonna go away and be married. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I can only assume that he was planning to turn her as he planned to do with Josette, like turn her into a vampire. Yeah. So totally. And Julia ends up doing her nightly checkup on Vicky, yeah. you know, and she sees the bite marks on her neck. And oh, she's pissed. Immediately storms out of there it's and goes straight to Barnabas. And, yes, right down to the old house. And she confronts him and asks him why. And he is just too paranoid to leave it up to anyone else to handle before the truth comes out mm-hmm. about him. He's just too paranoid. He's t- mm-hmm. So Julia threatens him again that she will expose him if he does not leave her alone. And she gives him till the following night. It's like, you, this is how long you have or I'm giving you up. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. And he, he doesn't listen and, and speaks no. to Vicky telepathically and tells her mm-hmm. that they will go away this night and they'll never return. Mm-hmm. Or not this night, but the next night. Mm-hmm. And she's looking and gazing into his portrait the next morning after all this. Mm-hmm. And Joe comes knocking on the door of Collinwood and mm-hmm. he came to return um, Vicky's charm bracelet. Yes. That yes. she lost in the past. Yes. And he found he found it at the old dilapidated courthouse yep. that is no longer in service. Looking for some old records for the fish yard or, 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 the or, 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 or fixtures for somebody. So, oh, yeah. Something like that. And um, he informs her of what she already knows. Yeah, he was that, like, she was like, let me guess, you found it in the old courthouse. He was like, yeah. yeah. What, when like, were you there? He's like, there hasn't <laughs> been a trial there in that building in over 50 years. She's like, I know. And she's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe doesn't, he of course doesn't understand what he's saying. And Vicky doesn't try very hard to explain it. No. She's just like, look, I, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I don't want to try to explain it again. Yeah. And she, she has another dream about the past when she goes back to sleep again. And she hears Peter Bradford calling to her. He's in jail and he's about to hang for the, the murder of Noah Gifford. And Vicky came to him and told him that she tried to convince the judges and they couldn't hear her. And she begs him to wait. Yeah. And then she runs into Nathan Forbes in her dream. And mm. she, she pleads with him to change his testimony for Peter, of course, to no avail. And he hits on her a little and finally he's tells drunk. her. Yeah, he's drunk. And he was like, they can't hear me any more than they can hear you. He's like, because we're both dead. Yeah. You know. And then she finds Peter on the gallows and he hangs. Yeah. Goes back to his cell and he's not there. And right. Gallows. And, and she kisses him, mm-hmm. even, and, and she tells him that she loves him. Yeah. And, and he loves her, and he's hung, and then... She, like, wakes she up wakes shouting up. his name. Yeah. And and Barnabas is there, and he's like, who's Peter? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then tells her, you know, you, you got to forget about him. you got to forget about him. And 
And so this is the night that they plan to go away together. Yeah. When she wakes up shouting Peter's name. Yeah. And she was like, fine, we'll go away, but we have to go to the Collins Mausoleum first. Right. I got to see if this secret room really exists. Really then I'll know it there. wasn't a dream. Yeah. And she, she thinks that this is going to prove whether or not she was actually there. She's convinced herself that if it's not there, then this had to be a dream. Right. Right. Like, exactly. She's still, the, the piece of paper that says that Peter Bradford was real and was hung for the for the murder of Noah Gifford, she was like, "That's not enough evidence for me. Yeah. I need to I need to go and do something that I did in the past, and if it's you know to yeah. prove it to myself." Yeah, and they of course don't even make it to the cemetery because they on the not. on the way there, yeah, they see a man standing in the road on the side of the road. Yes, dragging and- him down and. Vicky sees him and just cries out, it's Peter. It's Peter. It's Peter Bradford. And the episode ends with like a blackout and, and very, swerves yeah, and jerk in the steering wheel. And all you, yeah, all you can hear is the sound of screeching tires and a car crash. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> and the next scene is basically the phone ringing up at Collinwood, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Julie is the one who happens to answer. Right. That's Luckily. What, that's, that's where we're going to get to next week. So that's it. That is it. That's it for now. Thanks for stopping me. <laughs> I was gonna keep going. No, no, yeah. This is this is all of the time that we have for this episode. But the next one we're gonna talk about this man that looks very much like Peter Bradford mm-hmm. and um, this car crash that lands them both in the hospital in and a completely different predicament. Yes, and I honestly, honest to goodness, I didn't see this coming for miles. Yeah, I, I didn't see yeah. it coming. I, I was shocked. And uh, the first time I watched it. So next time, guys, that's what we're going to talk about. Thank you so, so much for coming back. Thanks for um, sticking in there with us. Um, once again, um, reach out to us on Twitter. You can email us at Between the Shadows 2021 at Gmail. Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. Find us on all the listening services. We really, really appreciate all of you guys out there and all of your support. Um, but until next Next time, guys, keep it between us and the shadows. Good night. Good night. And love, let us be true to one another. For the world which seems to lie before us like a land of dreams, so various, so beautiful, so new, hath really neither joy, nor love, nor light, nor certitude, nor peace, nor help for pain. And we are here as on a darkling plain, swept with confused alarms of struggle and flight, where ignorant armies clash by night. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.